0: Today is Monday, January 30th, 2023. Obama continues to remain silent on Joe Biden's document scandal, and we know why. Trump is hitting the campaign trail, and he is going full 2016 redux. Are we on the verge of World War III, and is Kamala Harris getting dumped from the 2024 ticket? (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. This is a show that we've been wanting to do for quite some time, ladies and gentlemen. This is a show that we've been wanting to really talk through the real details of what's actually happening behind the scenes and how this type of an operation to not just affect the outcome of an election. Not just be able to rig the game against the American people, but to at its very core determine who's able to even take the field in our republic is at foot. This is truly the most dangerous game, ladies and gentlemen. And they are people hunting, as you may recall, the most dangerous game where you hunt individuals. And it is turning out to be, ladies and gentlemen, that they are hunting the specific candidates that they want to have able to run for president and unable to run for president. It's an incredible game. It's something that is duplicitous. It's something that is corrosive to our way of life and to our very republic. And it's something that we've given a great deal of thought about. And it is evidence that we will present to you this morning that will show you precisely what type of scheme and what type of scandal is happening at the very core of your government. And it's scary. And if you are a left winger watching this show, thanks. Thanks for having an open mind for being an actual progressive. We hope that you are as upset about this show as the people from the right will be, because everyone should be concerned about this. Ladies and gentlemen, we started this country 250 years ago And I say we because you and I are the torchbearers of what our founders laid forth when we began this nation. You have the same principles, the same ideology. If you are not for the shredding or the torching of our founding documents, then you're with me. We are the same. We are of one family. Now, there used to be a shared joint consensus with myself and with people on the left, people who were considered themselves progressives for the majority of my adult life. We could unite over shared principles. We could unite over skepticism of big business, skepticism of big banking, skepticism of big government, skepticism of an oligarchical class that removes the rights of me and you to choose our leaders. Shouldn't you as a progressive or a leftist be joining with me in this fight? Shouldn't you want a fair and open free press, freedom of religion? Aren't you in favor of those things? Well, if you still are, then you should be as upset or perhaps more upset about this investigation that we are about to detail for you. And ladies and gentlemen, this comes at great cost to us. We put a lot of effort into this research, and we are very excited to be able to take you down the true operation at the core of our government to choose to select who leads us to erode with one final Brutal stroke. Barack Obama said he couldn't wave a magic wand and fix the American economy. Well, he can wave a magic wand and he can erode our very founding, which is kind of the point here, actually. Ladies and gentlemen, taxation without representation. That was the rallying cry from the colonists. They said, you take all of our money and we get no representation in return. We get no say or voice in how that money is spent. But ladies and gentlemen, If you are, let's say, of the left, if you are a Democrat and you are looking at the current news, which this article published this morning from the Daily Mail, Clinton advisor says Biden classified document debacle will knock him out of the race in 2024 for the White House because, well, there could be documents about his son Hunter's Ukraine bribery scandal and so on and so forth. Do you feel as though, ladies and gentlemen, your vote is being represented, let's say, And I know this is wild, but let's say you actually legitimately and you should hang your head in shame if this is you, but whatever. Let's say you actually cast a vote for Joe Biden in 2020. Let's say you really did fill out that document, put your name on the line and say Joe Biden and cast it in. And now you're watching and you're looking at headlines like this from the corporate Democrat Party, from Bill Clinton advisors from a party that is wholesale operated with two pillars, the Clintons and the Obamas. And you're seeing signal boosts like this. The Clinton world turning on Biden, the Obama world turning on Biden. We'll get to that in a second. Believe that. How do you feel about that? How does that make you feel? You got to look at it, ladies and gentlemen, through and, uh, you know, if you are MAGA, if you are center-right, like I am, you kind of see it as like the Never Trump movement, right? While Trump was in office. You got to see it as like an insurgency inside of your own party. But while the Never Trumpers really never had all the power, these people actually do. And they are saying, and they're declaring with one voice, Joe Biden will not be our nominee. We are going to rig it against Joe Biden. We are going to use the forces at hand, to make sure that this man is crippled more than he already is. He can clearly not ride a bike or walk a flight of stairs, but we're going to make him more crippled than that. He can't get in or out of the White House. You've seen him wandering around lost on the White House lawn, not really a big lawn, not really a big house. Joe Biden, we're going to cripple him even more because we're going to make sure that everybody is aware of his criminality and his, his inability to lead or be a responsible leader when it is the correct time, when we've gotten everything we need out of him, when we wish to remove our hand from his backside, the Muppet that he is, and he is a Muppet. He's always been a doofus plaything for these people. The people in charge of the Democrat party, ladies and gentlemen, it is not in question, okay? Now, where do I get this information? And I'll, I'll, I'll start with this, and then I'm going to break all of this down as to why we know Barack Obama is behind all of this. The people in charge of the Democrat Party are the Clintons and the Obamas. Now, why are they in charge? They're in charge because of brutal Stalinist tactics. We know this through multiple conversations with Democrat members of the House, current and former. Benny, are you best friends with Democrats? Well, actually, D.C. is a really small town. I lived there for 15 years. And yes, there are some people that still talk to me and are very, very curious and interested in my opinion, and I'm curious in theirs. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you that some of these people have been blacklisted by the Clintons, which means they can't get on corporate media, which means they get attack pieces written about them. They get a primary from the left every single time that they run for office. They can't raise dollars inside of Democrat circles. I mean, they are like a leper because of the Obamas and the Clintons. These people are able to destroy you. That's why I say Stalinist tactics. They choose. Remember, the left is not a free-thinking sort of patchwork of Americana put together with a bunch of divergent, but like but like interesting, similar views on like the Second Amendment and the First Amendment. It's a hive mind. It's a politburo that is controlled from the top, And it is neo-Marxist in nature. And they follow orders like a hive mind. They're like braying herd animals. And the people at the top are the Clintons and the Obamas. And those people don't like Joe Biden. They view Joe Biden as a threat to them. Because he is such a bumbling jackwad. And because he is so bad at this job. And because he is doing such a poor job, they view him as a summary threat to their assumption of power. Losing the House was the last straw. They can't they can't keep going through and turning hat tricks forever. They're eventually going to have to actually get someone popular back in office. And the current populist wave and Donald Trump running again and what's happening in Florida and so on and so forth is really, really giving them the heebie-jeebies. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2023. How was 2022 on your finances? Probably not great. And it's not your fault. Our government is spending way too much money and giving that money to the dumbest People, they passed a $1.7 trillion omnibus package on Christmas Eve just to spite you, to insult you, and to tell you that they don't care about you. So maybe this is the year that you should start caring about your savings and securing your financial goals. When you've finally had enough of the games that the government is playing with your savings and retirements, you should diversify into gold. Birch Gold. I'm tired of my money being impacted by stupid decisions by our leaders in Washington. For over 5,000 years, gold has withstood inflation, geopolitical turmoil, stock market crashes. And here's the great news you can get in now. In fact, you can own gold and silver in a tax sheltered retirement account today. Birch Gold makes it so easy to convert your IRA or 401k into precious metals. Here's what you need to do text the word Benny to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold. With almost 20 years' experience, Converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals, Birch Gold can help you. Text Benny to 989898 today and go gold in the new year 2023. The population increases for the South. Bombshell report published this weekend where the South is the only place in America that's gaining population. Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, Texas, Florida, The Carolinas, those are the only places that are gaining population. Birth rates are rising. Black population's rising. Latino population's rising. White population's rising. All of the population's doing well. Everyone deciding to move here. An inflow of people and a net population increase of 1.3 million people in the South. That is demographic chaos and calamity for the Democrat Party. A net loss of hundreds of thousands of people from California, hundreds of thousands of people from New York, millions total. Pulling power away from leftist centers of complete and total control and capture in America and bringing them down here to the South. It is panic time. For this party. And so they're actually going to have to get someone in office that is a true leader. And so that's why they treat Joe Biden so poorly. Again, What's happening right now to Joe Biden is centrally planned. They are putting this man out to pasture. It is the end of The Godfather, the end of Godfather 2, Fredo Coglione in his boat saying his prayers. Ladies and gentlemen, this is happening. First off, piece of evidence for this. Why don't we look at how Barack Obama actually treats the uh, president of the United States right now? What is, what, what is, what is Obama... When he's in the same room as Joe Biden, which doesn't happen very often because Obama doesn't even want to be photographed with this guy. How does Obama treat Joe Biden? Does he treat him like somebody who has like a great aura and accomplishment and who like got his office through righteous means and through like the power and the verve and the will of the people? Or does he treat him like a Muppet? Does he disgrace him and humiliate him? Well, we actually know the answer to this. Watch.
1: Joe Biden is now the most unpopular person in virtually any room he enters. If you doubt it, watch this. This was the scene at the White House today. Take a careful look at this. You've never seen anything like it. That's the president of the United States in his own house, shunned. Nobody would talk to him. So Biden wandered off looking vacant as a crowd formed around a former president, Barack Obama, who was obviously deeply grateful for the attention. And then it got worse. It got much more poignant than that. Watch Biden try to horn in on the conversation swirling around Obama. Everyone involved in that conversation, including Kamala Harris, who supposedly works for Biden, ignored Biden completely. Biden desperately tried to get Obama's attention. He puts his hand on Obama's shoulder. He even calls him Barack, like they're friends. But Obama blows him off. He acts like Biden's not even there. Ask yourself if you have ever in your life seen anything sadder than this. It stop. It's awful.
0: He is like a toddler. Rolls-Royce said while we were watching that clip together with you. It's like a toddler asking for his parents' attention, begging, pawing. This happens to me day and night. I have a two-year-old and an eight-month-old. Day and night they are pawing for my attention. And of course I give it to them because I try my best to be a moral parent a simple Christian raising my kids by God's standards. But ladies and gentlemen, Barack Obama doesn't have any of those ties to the great beyond or to his creator. Barack Obama himself is the one who can raise or lower the levels of the ocean. He said so. It's Barack Obama who's king. And it was Barack Obama who, with the force of his own permanent state in Washington, D.C., who he hand-selected, appointed, and installed, with the force of the media that Barack Obama controls, and remember, ladies and gentlemen, you will hear soon. You will hear soon from Democrats who ran against Joe Biden for president. Talk about what the Clintons and the Obamas can do to you as a Democrat. It's not a party of the people. The Democrat Party is a wholly owned neo-Marxist organization ran and operated, appointed and anointed by the Clintons, which is a waning power, and the Obamas, which is an ascendant power. Does Barack Obama like Joe Biden? Let's ask that simple question. Well, he was the vice president under Obama. Eight years, if I recall. Yeah, he had a couple of F-ups. Barack Obama himself saying, ladies and gentlemen, don't underestimate Joe's ability to F things up. But nonetheless, Barack Obama... Barack Obama reportedly said, don't underestimate Joe's ability to F things up. We have a family show on, uh, on this program, but you, you can fill in the blank there. Do they actually like each other? Well, let's take this document scandal at face value. OK, let's take the document scandal at face value. Barack Obama won't say whether it will conduct a search for classified documents. Why is that? It's pre- presumably if you just follow logic here, these aren't Joe Biden's documents. These were documents created while Obama was president. The vast majority of them, apparently some of them were from Joe's days in the Senate, and he'll have to answer for that. But these are documents that belong to Barack Obama, actually. But no one seems to be making that point. Perhaps just us, us, this show alone is making the point that these are not Joe Biden's documents whatsoever. These thousands of tranches of documents found all over the country inside of the you know, mail ballot stuffing boxes in Philadelphia, all the way to the drive through at In-N-Out Burger in Maricopa County. Joe Biden has stashed private classified documents everywhere, and they keep finding them. They found more this weekend on Hunter Biden's laptop. We'll get to that. But ladies and gentlemen, why and who? is responsible ultimately for these documents? Well, the answer to that is found directly in the Constitution as to who is the commander-in-chief. Classification stems from national sovereignty and the ability to control and secure information as the commander-in-chief, and therefore the chief executive, within whom lies the responsibility of being the commander-in-chief. It lies solely within that executive. The executive office of the president is a monstrously powerful position and it's gaining only ever more in power it shouldn't be that way but it is and so the summary and plenary power of classification or declassification resides with the president that's been decided over law in law ladies and gentlemen bill clinton sock door sock drawer legal precedent it's true Judicial Watch and our dear friends over there, Tom Fitton, sued Bill Clinton for the classified documents he kept in his sock drawer, and he was told to go hit the bricks by a federal judge who said, you have no right. Bill Clinton has every right to keep classified copies of documents. He was the president, like it or not. And Judicial Watch, who doesn't back down from a fight, said, yo, we have been defeated here. And so, ladies and gentlemen, you need to take a step back and ask a quick question here. Why isn't Joe Biden being helped? By his dear friend, Barack Obama, who could, with the stroke of a tweet, absolve Joe Biden from any type of criminality here. Barack Obama could say, these are my documents. They belong to my administration. And I, Barack Obama, as the chief executive, gave Joe Biden the ability to take them home. I declassified them. I handed them to Joe. Ukraine, UK, Iran, whatever. Me. It's on me. Have you heard that from Barack Obama? And more importantly, ask yourself this. Why? Because Barack Obama sounded off on MLK Day. Barack Obama sounded off on the 50-year anniversary of the now defunct uh, child sacrifice law called Roe v. Wade. So why haven't you heard Barack Obama say a word about the document that is embroiling, imperiling, and destroying any chance of Joe Biden ever being able to run for office again, and perhaps even more so now that there's a special counsel involved, uh, potentially leading to Joe Biden's personal demise as well. Joe Biden has dropped 20 points in approval ratings over this catastrophe of the classified document scandal. He's lost his chief of staff in the White House. He's had the entire Democrat apparatus turn on him. Ask yourself this question. Did Joe Biden... Ever have any appreciation or liking from Barack Obama? Do they ever even like each other? We have put up the article that Obama openly insults Joe. Don't underestimate Joe's ability to F things up. Barack Obama has openly insulted Joe in person. Watch. I know some
2: folks in our lives who we don't wish them ill will.
3: They say crazy stuff. We're all like, well, you know, I'm from Joe. You know what happened to him. You know, it's okay. It,
0: he, they're part of the family, but you don't give them serious responsibilities. That was this election cycle. That was in 2022. That wasn't him laughing on stage with Joe Biden. That was Barack Obama personally talking about how Uncle Joe has dementia. Straight up saying, using the words Uncle Joe, which is the moniker for Joe Biden. Joe Biden himself has made up monikers for Barack Obama. Before they were the dream team ticket together, Joe Biden was hearkening back to his old racist past, saying that Obama was clean and articulate. Remember?
4: I mean, you got the first sort of mainstream African-American. Yeah. Who was articulate and bright and,
0: and, and clean and nice looking guy. Mm. I mean, it's, that's a storybook, man. That's a storybook, man. He's clean. Barack Obama's clean. What does you mean, Joe? You take a take a shower. What does that mean, Joe? Joe Biden doesn't know. The only shower taken in the Biden household. Well, consult Ashley Biden's diary about that if you want details. Ladies and gentlemen, these people don't like each other, and they've only ever done the craven act of playing pretend as though they actually do like each other. You see Kamala Harris and Joe Biden do this all the time. Political expediency, deeply craven, deeply inauthentic. And it's Joe Biden and Barack Obama who have never actually liked each other. But Joe Biden is such a dolt. Joe Biden is such a dumb. I think it's an insult to Labradors to call him a Labrador. But he just like is, 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 is like tongue out, like wanting to be loved. And Barack Obama is now done patting his head. Barack Obama is now going to abuse him. Now, how will Barack Obama abuse him? Ladies and gentlemen, there's a very special system in our federal government called the permanent state. That permanent state is made up of tens of thousands of individuals who cannot be fired, who make up the black box of our intel agencies, of our federal government itself, at the very core of our government. And these people... Believe that they themselves are actually in charge. Think of it as a government above our actual government. We elect our government and we're playing down here. They're playing up here. And they actually don't like you. They don't approve of your wanting to upset the Apple cart. Things are working too well for them. And so they are very, they get very angry when someone like Donald Trump comes in saying he's going to eliminate the deep state of which they are a part of. They have the brand like the Yellowstone ranch. They like they all get the brand, okay? And they sit there and they take it. And when somebody comes to threaten that operation and that deep state itself has been staffed wholesale by the progressive Barack Obama, who took his opportunity as president not to do what not to do what progressives would want him to do, right? to expose the evils of the federal government and its fascistic practices with big business, to stop the back and forth between the banking sector and the treasury or the FDA and Pfizer, to stop the back and forth between his administration and corporate media. No, Barack Obama put that on overdrive. There has never been a greater fusion of the federal government and federal bureaucracy with private corporations, therefore creating the dictionary definition of a fascistic entity. And when Donald Trump was elected. In part because we as the American people had a suspicion that that entire super shadow government that's actually in charge of things. That that government wasn't acting on our behalf, well, the agents of that government went out to tell Donald Trump on the eve of his inauguration exactly what they were going to do to him. Watch. Actually, this intelligence briefing for the president-elect was always planned for Friday. It hasn't been delayed. Look. But he's, he's taking these shots, this antagonism is yep. taunting to the intelligence Let me tell community.
1: You, you take on the intelligence community, they have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. So even for a practical, supposedly hard-nosed businessman, he's being really dumb to do this.
0: You're being really dumb to do this. You know what? Let me tell you something, Chuck Schumer. Thanks. Because that was actually some pretty great advice. I'm not saying that Donald Trump shouldn't have gone out against the super state or the permanent state in Washington. We rail against them every single day, and we are major advocates of people who wish to deconstruct this state, this permanent bureaucracy that actually runs our nation. Representation, no taxation and no representation inside of that group. These people never stand for office. These people are not elected. But, ladies and gentlemen, Chuck Schumer was right, actually, to warn Donald Trump. Donald Trump should have watched that clip and should have taken deep, abiding concern for what these people were about to do to him. And more importantly, Donald Trump should have not just won the 2016 election by a couple dozen electoral votes. Donald Trump should have won in a landslide because Hillary Clinton should have never been running for office. It was actually the super state we must remember Here, I know it's ancient history. We're talking like seven years ago. So it seems like forever the way the news cycles go these days. But this was not too long ago. You remember when James Comey was trotted out to essentially say that Hillary Clinton, who's doing the exact same thing that Joe Biden's doing right now. (laughs) uh, You see the similarities there? Doing the exact same thing, the mishandling classified information. At its core, that's what it is. Hillary Clinton was far more malevolent in it. Joe Biden's just an idiot or Joe Biden had these documents planted on him, either way, same result. Hillary Clinton should have never been allowed to run. It should have been Donald Trump winning 500 electoral votes or you know, you know whatever the maximum amount you would be able to get. Hillary Clinton should have been allowed to stand for office, but instead the super state stepped in to absolve her of crimes A right that they had no legal authority to do. A right that should have been dwelling inside of Loretta Lynch, who met Bill Clinton on a tarmac and had to recuse herself because they talked about their grandkids. It's bewildering to go back and look through these ancient history files. But you will be able to see the more full picture of how this country truly operates if you do. Please remember, along with us, James Comey absolving Hillary Clinton of crimes, true by-the-letter crimes. Hillary Clinton was secretary of state. She had no summary power to hold any classified documents at all, far worse than anything that Donald Trump, Joe Biden's doing on any universe. And the super state is so powerful that they were able to just wave that magic wand and they could disappear. Watch.
3: Although we did not find clear evidence... That Secretary Clinton or her colleagues intended to violate laws governing the handling of classified information. There is evidence that they were extremely careless in their handling of very sensitive, highly classified information.
0: Very careless, you see, thus allowing Hillary Clinton to be absolved of something that they're trying to put Trump in jail for. See the selective use of this super state or they're trying to eliminate Joe Biden from running for. Ladies and gentlemen, it's just different levels of pressure, but they're going after him for the same things. What if this permanent state who's in charge of our country actually dislikes Joe Biden as much as they dislike Donald Trump? Have you pondered that? If you are a progressive watching this, if you're a leftist watching this, a Joe Biden watching this, are you not upset at this point if you actually voted for Joe Biden, by the way, thanks for at least being open minded enough to watch our program. But shouldn't this infuriate you? That these people are using the same tactics to stop your boy from running. Oh, and by the way, this is precisely how they operated in order to sabotage Donald Trump's re-election. Please recall this article. Hunter Biden story is Russian disinformation. Dozens of former Intel officials say. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we're not showing you a – I, I want to show you – you're all familiar with this story. But just to just to define and to truly delineate how powerful these people are, uh, let me show you this live link. This is a live link on Politico right now. This is the Politico story right now that is existing on their site in this moment, OK? Hunter Biden story – this is from 2020. Hunter Biden story, Russian disinformation, dozens of intel officers say. Scroll down, like uh, one paragraph here. Keep going. Okay, there you go. Nick Shapiro, a former top aide under the CIA director, John Brennan, provided Politico with a letter on Monday. He noted that the, in- this is John Brennan, this is a Barack Obama intelligence director at the CIA. He noted that the intelligence leaders who've signed the letter have worked for four presidents, the real power here, however, and including Trump, making it sound as though like this is Mike Pompeo signing this letter. This is not. The federal bureaucracy is enormous. It's the, largest, the federal government is the largest employer in the world. Did you know this? Just our Defense Department alone is the largest employer in the world. And so you are going to have people that get held over. It's such a huge – I mean try like taking over just like a coffee shop and firing everyone and seeing how it all operates. That's what should happen. But ladies and gentlemen, you get holdovers. So that, of course, is in and of itself is a lie. But watch, listen to this. The real power here, however, and this is her just taking this Nick Shapiro guy, this gremlin scum acting as the director of John Brennan at his word. Look, watch her just, this is Natasha Bertrand, stooge of the super state. Watch her use Politico in order to merchandise this scum This lying refuse, this filth. The real power here is the number of former working level intelligence officers who want the American people to once to know that once again, the Russians are interfering. Do you see any daylight in that quote? That is the quote directly from John Brennan's little gremlin stooge there, whoever Nick Shapiro is saying definitively that Hunter Biden's laptop is Russian disinformation. Not that it has the hallmarks of it. I was reading this this morning to prepare for the show. I'm just like, I'm just standing aghast that it is Russian disinformation. The Russians are interfering. Now that we know that Hunter Biden's laptop is real, and we know through multiple legacy and corporate media outlets, including CNN, The New York Times, The Washington Post and CBS. Now that we know that Hunter Biden's laptop is real, Look at how cravenly these people use their mouthpieces to lie to you and to never even correct it. Ladies and gentlemen, if we're wrong on an issue, we tell you straight to your face. Yo, we got that one wrong. We need to correct the record. Here's new information. It's up to you. But we will definitely play you all of the information. We'll give you all the information as we get it. We'll make sure that we correct the record. We'll make sure that we lay it bare. Sometimes we'll have a deep abiding opinion on it. Sometimes we'll just play it for you and we'll let you decide. Do you see a correction in this article? Do you see a correction in this article? We checked like four or five different articles at four or five different publications. Not a single correction. Actually, it turns out that this article, which was used to incorrectly influence the federal election of 2020 on a lie concocted by our own intelligence agencies. We have no remorse. We have no apologies and we have no corrections, which is at its basic level journalism, right? You correct the record when new information is afoot. We will publish, we will merchandise and psyop you into thinking that the Russians are once again rigging the 2020 election. We will say it definitively through our spokespeople. And we will do it without remorse and we'll continue to do it. And they continue to do it, ladies and gentlemen, because who's in charge of Joe Biden's regime? Obama's sisters circle Trump. An article from a few months ago when Donald Trump was being raided by the FBI here in American greatness, Obama era sisters circle Trump, a trio of Susan Rice, Avril Haines and Lisa Monaco get their target. Hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, Barack Obama completely and totally end to end has staffed Joe Biden. It is Obama holdovers. It is Obama's third term as president. These lower level cretins, you probably know the name Susan Rice. Maybe you don't know Avril Haines or Lisa Monaco. Ladies and gentlemen, these are known as the Obama sisters. Rice's self-aggrandizing, reading from the articles, flex notwithstanding, No one tried to play the little women off each other or to the contrary. Haynes, Monaco, Obama's deputy national security advisor and Homeland Security secretary, respectively. Rice played the American people by helping engineer one of the biggest frauds in U.S. political history, the Trump-Russia election hoax. They are all election hoaxers, all of them. Their sisterhood presumably strengthened during the secret huddles in the months leading up to the 2016 presidential election. Working off alleged intelligence collected by the CIA, Director John Brennan, are you seeing the connections? Haynes and her former boss indicated that the Kremlin planned to sabotage the American election. Rice and Monaco and Haynes convened meetings in the Situation Room to weigh the mounting evidence of Russian interference. Let me translate that for you. Russian interference equals anything we can do to keep Donald Trump from office. Monaco accompanied them, FBI Director James Comey, to Capitol Hill in September 2016 to warn congressional leaders of both parties that Russia was up to no good. Monaco's handiwork quickly morphed into a phony collusion narrative two years later. The prosecutorial dragnet for Trump and his closest associate, Donald Trump, lost his best people because of the, Trump, because of the Russia collusion hoax that these sisters concocted. After going their separate ways for four years, the sisters are enjoying a family reunion of sorts. All three hold powerful positions in the Biden regime. (laughs) Oh, really? The people who were the architects of the Russia collusion hoax that was the Achilles heel for Trump. I hate to say it. I'm a huge fan of President Trump. But ladies and gentlemen, this narrative was allowed to, and was set on wildfire by members Adjunct in that administration should have never fired Michael Flynn. This is like, I mean, this is like the basis for so many catastrophes. This is why I argue that Donald Trump didn't actually have a first term. This scandal alone that we all know was a collusion narrative concocted, it was a hoax. We're all aware of that. How much damage did it do to Donald Trump? Did he actually have a first term as president? I'd like to hear the academic arguments for that. It was all fake, concocted by these women who now are. Rice is Biden's domestic policy advisor, back to the article. Haynes is Biden's director of national intelligence. <laughs> and Monaco is Biden's deputy attorney general. The Obama era rehearsed triplets are inflicting woe on Trump once again and his associates and the worst is yet to come. Monaco is overseeing the day-to-day details relating to the sweeping criminal investigation into the four-hour disturbance at the Capitol on January 6th. Oh, interesting. They're also using the power and force of the Justice Department to raid Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago. They did this on August 8th of last year. And they are also looking to investigate and to prosecute Members of Donald Trump's inner circle. Ladies and gentlemen, Barack Obama still runs the federal government. Barack Obama very famously said to Stephen Colbert, my dream would be to be president with all the power and all the people and all the prestige and to never have to show up for the job. That's a quote. My dream is to become president and to never have to show up to just staff the federal government with my people and They do my biddings and I put in a puppet. I put in a muppet with my hand up his backside and I don't ever have to like stand in front of like the press or like go to the meetings. I get to just run everything, including but not limited to the corporate press who suddenly and you can watch the Sunday shows we do. Are going hard in with the long knives well sharpened after Joe Biden. It's almost as though they had all of this information on the Biden corruption. They sat on it until Joe Biden, the duty of Joe Biden, which was to be the old, dusty, diseased, dementia riddled man in his basement saying nothing, doing nothing, going nowhere, embarrassing no one, allowing the corporate press and Democrat super donors, most of them, foreign billionaires, to run narratives against Donald Trump, to run psyops against Donald Trump, not corrected. We showed you the Natasha Bertrand piece in Politico. And then once Joe Biden has accomplished that goal, Joe Biden accomplished, of course, nothing. His entire, entire political campaign was run for him by the corporate press, by the corporate media. Go rewatch the debates with Chris Wallace. Go rewatch the debates, man. We should show you. We should show you the Antifa clip, man. It like it'll it'll make your blood boil. We had to rewatch that for a piece. This we had, had to rewatch that for a piece recently. But ladies and gentlemen, CNN knew knew the corruptions of the Bidens. All of this information was public, but suddenly last week we flip on CNN. And sure as shooting, it's like InfoWars on CNN. I mean, you're like, wait a second, who's this monologue from, Alex Jones? Just watch this teeny clip of information reporting so hot about the Bidens that, like, I'm not sure that you you would be able to slip it through like the Fox News lawyers to be broadcast on Tucker. Suddenly, CNN, of all places, Is like, why don't you go and take that sledgehammer and smash it against the Biden regime? Unleashed by who? That's an important question. Watch.
5: Despite his denials, a CNN review of the laptop data, as well as other public material, shows that Joe Biden did interact with some of his son's associates while serving as vice president, though it's unclear exactly what was discussed. One example, the Republicans cite Miguel Alemán-Magnani, a Mexican businessman and son of the former president who Hunter was trying to woo. In 2014, Alemán-Magnani and his dad were photographed at the White House with then-Vice President Biden. In a later email, Hunter Biden reminds Alemán-Magnani of the favors he's done for him. We have been talking about business deals and partnerships for seven years. I have brought every single person you have ever asked me to bring to the effing White House and the vice president's house and the inauguration. Hunter Biden bluntly acknowledged the power of the Biden name in a memoir, writing that the Ukrainian energy company Burisma, which put him on its board, considered my
0: last name gold.
1: I don't think that there's a lot of things that would have happened in my life that uh, that if my last name wasn't fine.
0: That clip goes on for seven straight minutes of a flamethrower to the face of the Biden regime using Hunter Biden's emails from the laptop. Two years ago, this was the article in Politico. Again, Politico, hold your head in shame. Actually liquidate. Fire all your reporters and liquidate. Apologize to the American people. For merchandising this sewage. Hunter Biden's story is Russian disinformation, literally uncritically declaring as a mouthpiece for the super state, for the permanent state, a lie, a lie that affected the outcome of the election. And we've shown you the polling time and time again, that if the American people had truly known about the delinquency of the Bidens and their criminality, that they would not vote for them. And then ask yourself this, why did they hide it? Obvious. And why is it coming out now? Contrast that, that CNN piece, which is also corporate controlled media. And this, this Politico article, what changed exactly? What happened in two years? Did your balls fall off, as the Joker would say? Huh? Ladies and gentlemen, we asked one of the smartest people we know this question on camera live. We said, why is Barack Obama? suddenly deciding to let his dear friend and the Democrat occupant of the Oval Office uh, burn. Mike Davis, who is a D.C. veteran, Donald Trump got a conservative Supreme Court because of Mike Davis. Very few people know Washington, D.C. better, had this to say about how quickly Barack Obama could extinguish this raging inferno that is destroying Joe Biden right now. Watch. It's not Biden's documents. It's Obama's documents. All documents pursuant the Obama administration are Obama's. And so this is a clear mishandling of Obama's documents, actually, whether it be for malevolence uh, and making Joe Biden and the criminal enterprise of the Biden family money fine. But is this perhaps why you don't see Barack Obama say a single word in defense of Joe Biden here?
3: Well, what's a ama- uh, yes? That's correct. These are Obama's presidential records. Any document created or received uh, by the Obama White House are Obama's presidential records, classified or not. Right. So, what's 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 very interesting, uh, Ben, is is that Obama could actually come out here and saved save Biden's butts by saying, "I told then Vice President." Joe Biden, he can take these classified records hmm. with him uh, to his home. And if that, if Obama would say that, hmm. that, it is legally impossible for Biden to have committed any crime here. But short of that, there is it is smoking gun evidence. There is smoking gun evidence that Biden violated the Espionage Act. And it's not just some ticky tacky technical violation. Oh, he. You know, he for, he forgot to turn it in when he left the vice presidency, and it was just in boxes that weren't opened. There is very clear evidence from Miranda Devine that they used this highly classified intel on Ukraine illegally to to
0: make millions of dollars. Who packed the boxes? Mike Davis there again. Very wise man. Perhaps, you know, his work. Know this. Donald Trump would not have a conservative Supreme Court were it not for Mike Davis. So God bless Mike Davis. This man is very intelligent, saying, and he, he's a lawyer, and he's a legal professional and scholar, and he's saying that Barack Obama could save Joe with a tweet, with a word. Why isn't he doing it? Well, you know, we went back in the archives and we found we found something very, very special about Barack Obama, that actually what Barack Obama needed was a third term in order to continue his reengineering, reimagining. Of America. The transition. That this nation needed to go through. And it needed to. Be less Barack Obama out in front. And more a useless Muppet. Who could be destroyed. A sacrificial lamb. Who falls off his bike. And falls down the Air Force One stairs. And ladies and gentlemen. Who has to be bossed around. Gets lost in the White House lawn. You see his like. Giant. Giant. Depends. Filled pants, wobbling around as he runs off to Air Force One, looking like a scarecrow robot. It's 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 not a conspiracy theory if you have Barack Obama on tape saying it, and we
3: do. Watch what you know now. Do you wish like you had a sec a, a third term? Um, and I I used to say, you know what, if if I could make an arrangement where. Um, I had, a, I had a, a stand-in, a front man or front woman, and, and they had an earpiece in, and I was just in my basement in my sweats mm-hmm. looking through the stuff, and then I could sort of deliver the lines, but somebody else was uh, doing all the talking and ceremony. Wow. I, I'd be fine with it.
0: What lines did you deliver, <laughs> Brock? Did you do the true international under pressure line? Did you tell Joe Biden to say, care"? You're not very good at that. By the way, Joe Biden, Barack Obama, forgive me, correction, Barack Obama is the most overrated orator in American history. But nonetheless, is he getting his wish here? If someone as powerful as Barack Obama, who controls the corporate press, who has multi millions of followers on social media, controls so much financially, controls so much of the administration of Joe Biden down to the law enforcement officials of the Biden administration, law enforcement officials, the law enforcement officials. Remember, Merrick Garland is a Barack Obama appointee to the Supreme Court. Merrick Garland is the person that was stonewalled when Obama was trying to leave office to get on the Supreme Court. The top law enforcement agents, not just the Obama sisters, but the top law enforcement agents across the board are Obama sycophants, worshipers. So who's actually in charge here? And more importantly, why? Don't the people who are advocates for left wing policies like see this and are become disgusted by it and repulsed by it? The RNC voted for a new chairwoman, well, voted for the same old chairwoman on Friday. The vast majority of conservatives were disgusted by that. I don't know anyone who celebrated it. Maybe some consultant scumbags, uh, maybe some old country club Republicans, the old George H.W. Bush Republicans. But everyone was repulsed by the fact, everyone I know. It's like the Democrat Party has just given up. And you know, they do this to themselves, too, because Twice in my lifetime, in the last two elections, Bernie Sanders had it locked up. Bernie Sanders had beaten Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders had beaten Joe Biden. Bernie Sanders was the walk-off winner in Iowa and New Hampshire. Bernie Sanders was winning in 2020 and Bernie Sanders was going to be the Democrat nominee. Until the Democrat Party decided, nope, no you want, no more. Destruction. Destroy him. And that's what's happening right now. That's our contention. We posit to you that the Democrats, if you look at their own primary cycle, what they are doing is they're just nationalizing that. So these, the super state is really not Democrat or Republican. They're just addicted to their own power. And whichever party happens to give them power in this season, they will be advocates of that party. They also know that if there was permanent control by one party, you would give away the illusion that we live in some type of representative government. And so, ladies and gentlemen, again, this is why Joe Biden salutes Barack Obama, says that Barack Obama is the president. Barack Obama on stage at the White House, it was so repulsive. You feel bad for the guy, like, just like you feel bad for the old man sitting there incontinent in the nursing home, whispering to himself in a wheelchair, watching the birds, talking about Superman and the Titanic and FDR. I mean, you just like feel bad for those people. At the White House, at the White House, Barack Obama, like straight up insulted Joe Biden to his face on stage with the microphone and cameras of the world trained on him. It's like you would beat a dog, like to let him know who your master is. Final conclusion here is this. It's not good enough. It's too scary for this power structure to let Donald Trump become the nominee or let a Bernie Sanders become the nominee they have to prevent these things from happening because if you let Trump become the nominee, he may just win a la 2016. All the hackery and all the things they did for Hillary Clinton, all of the happy horse crap, kumbaya singing that they did for Hillary, none of it, even absolving Hillary Clinton of crimes which they had no statutory authority to absolve her from because federal code is ironclad People go to jail for this stuff for far less. Ladies and gentlemen, they did everything they could and they still got President Trump. They can't allow that kind of thing to happen again. So how do you prevent it? Well, of course, you make sure that you eliminate the chances of these people ever becoming the nominee. You rig the primary process. And that's what they did against Bernie Sanders. That's plainly obvious what they did against Bernie Sanders. Joe Biden came in eighth and fifth, respectively, in New Hampshire and Iowa in 2020. That means you're done, okay? That means that there's no miracle, there's no political comeback, you're finished. But then somehow he goes on to win everything else. Hmm, deeply curious. It's almost as though, ladies and gentlemen, it's almost as though, you sit there, you sit there, and you watch the system, and you're thinking, man, it's all fake. Like, literally, not, like none of this is real. None of this is real. And it is until, it is why we go after that superstructure and that permanent state so much on this show, and it's why we wanted to take uh, the majority of the show and explain to you who's really in charge and how they operate. Ladies and gentlemen, that is what this scandal is all about. It is about controlling the process, and more importantly, this scandal is about controlling uh, the primary process as to who can run for president. Because if you can control who can run for president, well, then you can control who becomes president. That becomes very, very important, and that becomes an act, ladies and gentlemen, uh, of the final resolve of an oligarchy uh, that actually controls this place. Okay? So when James Comer starts sounding the alarm that Biden is mishandling classified documents and that nothing he's done is normal, you should start sitting back and going, um, I think I know what's actually afoot here. James Comer, bulldog inside of the Republican Congress, is the one investigating the Bidens. He says that the notebooks of the Bidens, their private correspondence include classified information, thus pointing to a much larger scandal. Watch.
5: There's a lot of people who are saying there's maybe some handwritten scratch notes in these notebooks that were found um, in Biden's house in Delaware. But then there was that NBC, I believe it was an NBC report saying that, you know, he's not moving these notebooks around. Don't you think that's even more concerning? Because yet again, it's just proving the point that who knows who had access to these documents?
2: Yeah, who knows? I think it's a bigger uh, concern that Joe Biden didn't know he had the documents and he has no idea how the documents got from point A to point B to point C. That's what should concern every American. We're bringing in the National Archives tomorrow uh, for a transcribed interview. We're going to ask all of these questions, and hopefully we'll have some answers for the American people very soon.
6: Is it normal for VPs to take their notebooks with them when they leave office?
2: No, nothing that Joe Biden's done with respect to mishandling these classified documents is normal. Take into consideration that he's also being investigated for influence peddling with our adversaries around the world. And it's even more concerning. Look, more information comes out every day where his son, especially as well as his two brothers, have uh, had shady business dealings with our adversaries around the world. And part of what they would do when they would make a pitch to these shady characters uh, in these foreign countries is uh, prove to them that they actually had direct access to their brother and that they had direct access to people at the highest levels of our federal government.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, if you go back and you read through the old State Department documents about Joe Biden, you will find that, and we're not trying to compliment Barack Obama here at all, but even Barack Obama was saying uh, these are shady business dealings. There is no way that this is on the up and up what Joe is doing. They knew that Joe was a compromised vessel, and they put him in because they knew that they could use leverage to get rid of Joe at any time. That was convenient. And right now, Joe's expiration date is long past due. And they know that they're in for a beating. They've already lost the House. They were able to stave off, like desperately, a little boy with his finger in the dam, stave off absolute disaster in the Senate. And they are not looking for lightning to st- strike twice. That's why you are hearing that there are now thousands more boxes of classified documents that Joe Biden has mishandled. Hmm, Who packed the boxes? Who packed the boxes? Listen,
7: we now have new information on the bulk of documents that Joe Biden donated to his alma mater, the University of Delaware. According to lawyers representing the parties who are trying to get to these documents, there are 1,850 boxes and 415 gigabytes of electronic records consisting of the so-called Biden records. The documents are set to fill up two tractor trailer trucks. What we do not know is who sent the money to the university to archive and maintain these records, as the university will not release the accompanying so-called gift agreement. Meanwhile, this upcoming Tuesday, the General Counsel for the National Archives and Records Administration will sit for an on the record interview with the House Oversight Committee over classified documents found at multiple unsecured locations, including Biden's Delaware home and his office at the Penn Biden Center. This comes as according to Senator Ron Johnson, an email from Hunter Biden in 2014 about Ukraine to one of his business partners looks suspiciously like it was taken directly from classified information that the State Department gives members of the Senate when they travel overseas.
0: Yes, yes, they gave him members. They gave these members of the Senate and these various high ranking government officials classified information uh, that you paid for, by the way. We're the ones who pay. This giant black box Nobody ever knows where the funds go, but we're the ones who pay for this classified intel about what Russia is about to do in Ukraine. And then Hunter Biden's able to take it and then go weaponize it for $85,000 a month, plus all the kickbacks that he got from the Ukrainian gas company. That's called graft. It's called corruption. It's why Ted Cruz is saying, uh, yeah, we need to probably impeach the Bidens.
6: Go. It, it showed a level of expertise, not coming from him, but he was getting it from somewhere. That's clearly. From some sort of briefing. We don't know whether it was a classified briefing or not, but that is the sort of analysis that is often within a classified briefing. And 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 this email is unusual in the Hunter Biden email. There, there there's a level of of scholarship and erudition that if it magically appeared, somehow it doesn't appear in the other emails he's sending. The obvious question is: what was he cutting and pasting from? What was his source? And it raises the natural inference that Hunter Biden had direct access to these classified documents. We do know that Joe Biden, it seems everywhere they search for classified documents for Joe Biden, they find it. Whether it is Wilmington home, his Rehoboth Beach home, whether in his garage next to his Corvette, whether in the room next to his garage next to his Corvette, whether in the Penn Biden Center, it seems he leaves classified documents wherever he goes. And we also know that Hunter Biden at times was declared his residence to be those very same places. And so I believe the natural next step that is necessary is for the FBI to examine the 1,850 plus boxes of documents from Joe Biden's Senate tenure that's at the University of Delaware. And I also believe it is critical for the FBI to search Hunter Biden's homes, home and office residences to make sure there are no classified documents there, given all the evidence that's piling up So what evidence
0: is piling up, ladies and gentlemen, you'll be able to see the evidence very clearly here, actually, in a bipartisan group of senators who are demanding access to Joe Biden's documents. Now, this is a little strange here. Benny, didn't you just tell me that the entire Democrat Party operates as a monolith, that they are a neo-Marxist controlled organization that is centrally planned from the top down? Well, yes, actually. And that is why they are turning on Joe Biden. What you'll see here in the next clips is Democrat Senator Mark Warner, very powerful senator, saying that we need Joe Biden's classified documents to ensure that he didn't sell them to the highest bidder, America's enemies. This is shocking stuff. I mean, this is literally the kind of stuff that would break the media cycle in half. Here we have a Democrat senator, very powerful one, saying, um, yeah, Joe Biden, he's done for. Watch.
5: Do you have any timeline in terms of when you will get visibility into the documents of classified material that both President Biden and President Trump had in their residences?
4: Margaret, unfortunately, no. And this committee has had a long bipartisan history of doing its job. And our job here is intelligence oversight. Um, The Justice Department has had the Trump documents about six months, the Biden documents about three months. Our job's not to figure out if somebody mishandled those, but our job is to make sure there's not an intelligence compromise. And while the director of national intelligence had been willing to brief us earlier, now that you've got the special counsel, the notion that we're going to be left in limbo and we can't do our job, that just cannot stand.
0: So we need the classified documents that Joe Biden was using to sell out America so that we can review them so that we can cross-reference them with Hunter Biden's laptop, ensure that, and then the Senate will have a considerable amount of new information in order to impeach Joe Biden on. And trust me, that's where the House House is heading right now. Marco Rubio, for his part, is joining there, thus making it a very bipartisan thing. Hmm, interesting. Why would Democrats be allowed to do this unless Joe Biden was being pushed out? Joining hands with Republicans to investigate Democrats? Oh, okay. That's not something you see very often from the uh, Borg hive mind. And it's something that you see right now. Watch.
5: But the intelligence community would say their their hands are tied because this is an ongoing, active Justice Department investigation. So what would meet the level of, of addressing your concerns without compromising that?
4: Well, I don't know how congressional oversight on the documents actually knowing what they are in any way impedes an investigation these are probably materials we already have access to we just don't know which ones they are and it's not about being nosy you know here's the bottom line if in fact those documents were very sensitive materials were sensitive and they pose a counterintelligence or national security threat to the united states then the intelligence agencies are tasked with the job of coming up with ways to mitigate that does the director
5: even know what the materials were
4: well we got a bit of a vagueness on that because again I believe you want to make sure the intelligence professionals and not political appointees were making some of that. That makes sense to me but I would even think that you know if the President Trump and President Biden would probably want to have this known if they say there's no there there. Well, you know, there may still be violations on handling. Let me tell you how absurd this is. There isn't a day that goes by that there isn't some media report about what was found where, what some sort of characterization of the material in the press. So somehow the only people who are not allowed to know what was in there are congressional oversight committees. So this is an untenable situation that I think has to be resolved.
0: Not something that is allowed to happen, certainly not under a Democrat president, a Democrat in the Senate fully and totally wholly controlled that is able to sit there on corporate media. That was CBS News playing that clip with a Republican joining hands with Republicans saying we're going to investigate the wrongdoing of the Democrat president of the United States. Trust me, ladies and gentlemen, there's a lot of things that are allowed in Washington. That's not allowed without somebody ordering it. And why would they order such a thing? And why would they allow this to happen to Joe Biden? They've always known that this was Joe Biden's weakness and that all you needed was to push over the first domino and that the entire House would fall. And now it is falling. Here is polling from the American people from a Rasmussen poll. Majority of voters, including Democrats, believe that Joe Biden's mishandling of classified documents is a scandal. Rasmussen poll shows that three-quarters of voters regard presidents' mishandling of classified documents as a scandal. That includes a majority of Democrats. Oh, ha, 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 okay. Nearly half of all voters said it's a major scandal, according to a national poll. But even more damaging for the president, that 60 percent of voters believe that likely this information in classified documents was used by Biden's son, Hunter Biden, in his his foreign business deals. Forty four percent believe that's very likely. Among Democrats, 36 believe 36 percent believe that Hunter Biden used his dad's classified files more than one in five, saying it's very likely that is a bad omen for the president's reelection. Man, they're doing a number. They're doing a number on Joe. They're doing a number on Joe Biden, ladies and gentlemen. You've seen it before. This is what you get when it's not actually Joe Biden. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Biden himself is the one saying, hey, I keep forgetting that I'm president. Watch.
8: Colonel, thank you for that introduction and your service leading this team in such a difficult time because we know that. uh, the a whole family who serves. I also want to thank Melissa. I know uh, I know your next assignment is U.S. Transportation Command. Uh, starts soon. So congratulations and thank you, thank you, thank you. And Sydney, you're 14 years old. When I was 14, if you pl- please, at ease.
0: I keep forgetting I'm president. I keep forgetting I'm president, the commander in chief says to an all military audience at the White House. Joe Biden saying again when Hail to the Chief plays, I wonder when he's coming. Who is the he that Joe Biden is talking about?
8: Thank you. Every time I hear that, I wonder when he's coming. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Ha 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 ha. And finally, ladies and gentlemen, when Barack Obama is literally in the room, You know, the guy who's giving the orders essentially to have this document scandal be a thing for the corporate media to be unleashed and go after the Bidens. For the centrally organized Democrat Party under his control to now investigate Joe Biden and the attorney general that is under Barack Obama's control along with all of his deputies, all of his little agents throughout the Biden regime to now turn on Biden. Yeah, when Barack Obama's in the same room as Joe, uh, Joe Biden knows who's boss. Watch. Thank you very much. Please. My name is Joe Biden. I'm Barack Obama's <laughs> vice president. Ha 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 ha. I'm currently the president, you see. You see the seal, but actually I'm the vice president. Actually, I'm still doing the same job I've been doing for the last eight years. And now I've outlived my usefulness. And even people like Elizabeth Warren, ladies and gentlemen, are beginning like one of the most far left progressives in the Senate, obviously an extremist, uh, also somebody who is a uh, race fraud hoaxer, Elizabeth Warren, claiming to be Native American in order to lift her very vanilla career up to the stratosphere to gain any type of to gain some type of prominence in academia. Ladies and gentlemen, that Elizabeth Warren is saying that she refuses to back Kamala Harris as the next vice president. Uh, Although Joe Biden's just fine for now. You see, this clip is absolutely incredible. Watch. Biden
5: run again for president to be 86 by the time his second term is over. If he yes, does. he should run again. Why? And he is running again because he has gotten a tremendous amount done. It's been two years. He's had the skinniest possible majority in the United States Senate and only a very small majority in the House. And yet, look at what we've done. If he's that old in the second term that vice presidency becomes even more important, should Kamala Harris be the, his choice the second time around? You know, I, I really... You want to defer to what makes Biden comfortable on his team. I've known Kamala for a long time. I like Kamala. I knew her back when she was when she was an attorney general and I was still uh, uh, teaching and we worked on the housing crisis together. So we go way back.
0: Mm, we go way back. I just I just want her career to be over. So it's uh, ladies and gentlemen. um on fire right now. The dumpster fire is on fire and it's slowly but surely uh, winding its way out to the ocean. Ladies and gentlemen, speaking of being right by the ocean, uh, Joe, uh, 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 Joe Biden in the state that changed miraculously Joe Biden's fortunes in 2020, South Carolina. That was where Donald Trump was this weekend, officially starting off his campaigning swing for his 2024 presidential nomination, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Trump calls for peace negotiations to end for peace negotiations to end Ukraine war, deportation of people streaming across US border. Donald Trump was going flames on ladies and gentlemen, he was also spotted with a uh, 47 patch on his f- sleeve. Donald Trump declaring that he will be the 47th president of the United States going in hard. Donald Trump announced, of course, very quickly after the Republican after the election in 2022. And then he's been very quiet, quite quiet uh, for a few months. And now he is back on the trail. Donald Trump saying in his remarks that he is running in order to prevent World War Three. Pretty strong argument. Through weakness
8: and incompetence, Joe Biden has brought us to the brink of World War Three. We're at the brink of World War Three, just in case anybody doesn't know it. As president, I will bring back peace through strength. Peace through strength would have never happened. If I was president, there would not have been a war with Russia in Ukraine. Zero chance and Lindsay would be happy with that. That's better than any alternative. Wouldn't have happened. And I will say this, even now, despite tremendous loss of lives and destruction of much of that country, I would have a peace deal negotiated within 24 hours. You could make a peace deal. You could make a deal for both right now, 24.
0: 24- Ladies and gentlemen, I personally believe that the strongest argument in a in the current global environment that is very unsteadying is that Donald Trump did keep us out of war, that Donald Trump deserves such, Donald Trump deserves the Nobel Peace Prize. If any president in my lifetime actually deserves that, it's Donald Trump for the Abraham Accords, for the de-escalation in the Korean Peninsula, for the ability to use the American might and hegemony for good and for peace around the world. There were no new wars with Donald Trump. There was actually backing out of potential aggression in many, many parts of the world. And people got along quite nicely. I mean, if you need any indicators of that, I have a very long list. But if you would like a direct indicator of that, look at the amount of Arab nations that declared peace with Israel. I think dozens of Arab nations, I don't know the exact number, were at sort of active war with Israel, stating that Israel shouldn't exist, leading into Donald Trump's term, and then they declared peace with Israel in Donald Trump's term as a uh, uh, a part, a bit of a compliant peace in the Abraham Accords. And now those nations are accepting flights from Israel, doing business with Israel. Uh, I don't care who you are. That's important. You want people to live in peace. You want people to not be at war and not be slaughtered, regardless of where they're from, who they are. You'd prefer that. If it was your kids on the front lines, you would too. War is evil. War is often based upon greed or policy failures of our ruling class. And so Trump keeping us out of war is a very good talking point. Donald Trump hit it thusly. Go. This guy's
8: going to be in world. Remember Crooked Hillary? He's going to cause a war in his first week in office because they think that's my personality type. It's actually the opposite. My personality kept us out of war. And I told you before, would have never happened with Russia, would have never gone in. Putin would have never, ever gone in. And even now, I could solve that in 24 hours. It's so horrible what happened. Those cities are demolished now, the people. I'll bet you have millions. It could be millions. of people. How can you, you know, they bomb a city to the ground. These big buildings come tumbling down. They say two people were injured. Not two people. They lie. I mean, they lie. But if I were president, you would have— Zero chance that that war would have happened. And even,
0: I mean, find the lie, right? Find the lie. You and I both know what would have happened in Ukraine if Donald Trump was president. He would have brought everyone to the table together, would have done his little Trump thing, and Zelensky and Putin would have shook hands together in the White House with some type of negotiated like payment thing or, you know, some type of negotiated gas thing. There'd still be the Nord Stream 2 pipelines. People in Europe wouldn't be actually freezing to death as they are right now. So yeah, I and mean, argue with it what you. I mean, we live in bizarre world, right? Where suddenly the Republican Party is the no war party. Suddenly the Republican Party is the party against big business and corporate graft and corruption, and Big Pharma. And it is the progressive left institutionally that is cheering for war and Big Pharma. What the hell is going on? I mean, what world have we found ourselves in? It's wild. It's bewildering. Donald Trump had a laptop joke in his uh, comments this weekend. We can't play all the ones that we like. We've tweeted a lot of them. This laptop joke, though, must be played. Go.
8: We have a president whose son's laptop from hell gets taken over and exposes massive corruption like nobody's ever seen before. You think the father, do you ever hear this? Do you think the father was upset? Uh, Dad, I left my laptop in a repair shop. I forgot to pick it up and this repair guy went a little crazy when he saw what was on it. What's on it, son? Every crime that you've ever committed. pa. (laughs) Now, at what point does the father get angry? You know, like this kid is not working out well for me. (laughs) And then the FBI goes and convinces the media that it's Russian disinformation.
0: I mean, uh, you know, There's a saying that my grandmother used to use, you either laugh or you cry. You can either laugh about these situations, Donald Trump carrying with him all of the burdens of being sabotaged by the super state, being sabotaged by the permanent state in Washington, all of these hoaxes carrying with upon his shoulders, those burdens and deciding to laugh about it. And I think that that is, is super refreshing, along with classic Trump, which showed this weekend, on the trail at a fast food location inside of South Carolina, Donald Trump clasps hands and prays with fast food workers at some type of greasy spoon in South Carolina. It's a beautiful thing. We thought, ladies and gentlemen, you should see it to end our show. And we have sort of a we had sort of a deep show and a, a bit of a dark show. And we wanted to kind of end on a upbeat. This was a really precious and also viral clip. And this is, I would call the best Trump. You know, the best Trump is, he is a billionaire and he is the most famous man in the world. Find me some, find me an individual from pop culture or politics that's more famous collectively than Donald Trump. I mean, you can't go down the streets of major American cities and ask what they, what everyone thinks of Brad Pitt. Some people won't even know who he is, but everyone has an opinion on Donald Trump, good or bad. And so when Donald Trump walks into like the humble fast food workers of South Carolina and gathers with them and prays with them, it's powerful Trump. It's good Trump. And it always makes for very heartwarming content. Watch. Thank you very much.
8: So you recommend
0: his food, right? Yes.
5: Sir. You care about Frankie. No, 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 no. Lord, ahead. go ahead. Lord, I pray God God
4: you
0: him in this presidency. There's Donald Trump praying with a greasy spoon joint. I don't know what is the exact Zesto. Zesto in West Columbia, South Carolina. I have never been to a Zesto. It's an old school ice cream and burger joint. It's a southern staple. Well not around Tampa and I am relatively new to living in the south so if I need to go to a zesto let me know in the comment section ladies and gentlemen i i remember when i first learned of zaxby's chicken that was also a cultural uh a, a changing changing cultural moment for me ladies and gentlemen donald trump greeted supporters it was a uh, it was like he's getting the band back together again 2016 we have um you know we have a, a you know, like a like a nostalgia look to this, actually. When we see Trump praying, we see Trump uh, with the MAGA crowds again. It's good. Watch.
7: Thank you
0: is that not the best trump come on that's the best trump that actually is just the trump prayer from different angles actually so it's the same that's inside the zesto in south carolina I think that that is the best Trump, Donald Trump, like bringing uh, his cultural force of will to the downtrodden, to the people who are hurt the most by egg prices, hurt the most by food prices right now. We certainly are. We got a couple kids. They eat a bunch of eggs. And Eloise, if you're watching right now, daddy loves you. And he's working hard to make sure that we can afford eggs uh, in this in this house, Um even though you won't eat any of them. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are doing this show and continue to do the show and will always do the show for the right reasons. We like that Donald Trump was prayed with. We like providing for our families. We like our family being secure and your family being secure and for everybody having equal access to the American dream if you came here legally. And so it is very important for this show to remind you daily when we are live of what our values actually are, God, family, country, God, family, country, family being my two little girls, Eloise and Juliet, my family, my country, my God. And we share those, we share those together because I want the same future for my family as you do for yours. We were reminded, ladies and gentlemen, in the scriptures, I don't have the rest of that prayer footage from Donald Trump, but maybe this is what they prayed over Donald Trump. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. This is from Isaiah. Maybe that's what they prayed over Donald Trump. What do you think? Are you excited to vote for Trump in a primary in the primary process? Are you so worried that you may not ever vote again? Have you been blackpilled and you think that all is lost? Let me tell you, it is not lost. All is not lost. and do not believe the evil one who comes to just steal and kill and destroy. I will uphold you with my righteous hand, the Lord God says to Isaiah. Fear not. What an important way to start this week. Fear not, ladies and gentlemen, these people who think they're in charge, these people who fancy themselves gods, these people who think that they are the creator and that they can raise and lower the oceans. Pride cometh before destruction. That is just pure hubris, and that is just the way that it always works, ladies and gentlemen. They will find out one way or the other that God is actually in charge. And so we keep that as our guiding light on this program, and we hope that it brings you a little bit of light. We hope we are able to bring you a little bit of light on this particularly long show today. But we had a lot of fun. Thank you all so very much for watching. My name is Benny Johnson. This is The Benny Show. See ya.